October 18th, a day that lives in history because it was three years ago to the day that marijuana was legalized here in this country. And for more on that, let's welcome in cannabis expert Mitchell Osak joins us once again here on Global News Radio. Mitchell, good afternoon. Good day, Jeff. All right. How would you uh, characterize the last uh, three years overall? Uh, has it been a success? Um, I think overall it has been a success. But like a lot of other things, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. Well, let's start uh, with the good. What is the greatest thing that has come out of legalization, do you think, uh, in this uh, past uh, three years? Uh, the sky hasn't fallen. Um, <laughs> teen usage is not up. In fact, it's it's down. Smoking and driving is a non-existent problem. By and large, we have a very healthy $4 billion-plus industry now. Um, so all in all, it's been a success. So a lot of problems that people uh, were warning of that uh, they thought might arise from the legalization, they just have not manifested. They have not, and, and that's not a surprise. Um, Reaper Madness is, is a relic of the 40s and 50s. You know, uh, Canadians have maturely uh, partaken in cannabis, and I expect that to continue going forward. Okay, so if that is the good, uh, what is the bad when it comes to legalization over this past three years? Um, there is a lot of bad, and uh, we don't have time to go into all of it, but a lot of the bad is federal taxes as well as provincial markups um, have created a very difficult situation for licensed producers. Many of them pay as much money in taxes as they do in labor costs, so that's really hamstrung the industry. We have situations in Ontario where uh, municipalities like Mississauga do not allow legal retail stores, and that's about 800, 900,000 people. That's not good. And you have a situation where it's very difficult to communicate with consumers around your product attributions and so on because of Health Canada restrictions on branding. All right. And finally, the ugly. What is the ugly of legalization been? Um, there hasn't been ugly of legalization. It's rather ugly of the regulations and the policies. A couple of examples. Medical cannabis, which is used to treat a variety of conditions, including anxiety, symptoms from cancer, and so on and so forth, are taxed. So what is effectively a medicine that helps hundreds of thousands of Canadians is taxed such that the price of medical cannabis, legal medical cannabis, is anywhere from 50 to 100% more than the equivalent product that you can get in a legal recreational store. All right, so taking all that into account, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the past three years overall, has the legalization of uh, cannabis, has it been a good thing for uh, users and for Canadians, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. So it's brought upwards of 20% of Canadians from participating in an illegal activity in the black market into the legal economy. That's absolutely positive. So many, many Canadians, millions of Canadians are no longer effectively criminals. The regulations have spawned the creation of a very large industry. According to Stats Canada, cannabis, as well as its supporting activities, have generated over $18 billion in GDP. And it's, it's built a world-class industry that hopefully Canada will continue to lead, lead around the world. So do you think the stigma, Mitchell, the stigma surrounding uh, cannabis and marijuana use, is it essentially gone now after uh, this past three years of legalization, or is there still some work to do there, do you think? Uh, I believe there's still work to do. Um, depending on the, on the research, at the time of legalization, 
upwards of 40% of Canadians across the country were against the legalization of cannabis. Based on research I've seen, that number has dropped down to approximately 20%. But if we look at what's happened in the United States in early legalization markets like Colorado, the stigma will never actually go away, just like it hasn't gone away for alcohol or tobacco or gaming. So we're going in the right direction. The progress has been amazing, but we still have a ways to go. Okay, so overall, if this has been a fairly good news story for users and for Canadians in general, what about for governments uh, and the government in particular? Because a lot of people thought that this was just going to be a cash bonanza for uh, governments. Has that materialized over the last three years? Uh, That's an excellent question. Um, I'm not sure I would use the term cash bonanza. Um, Certainly in the first couple of years, it wasn't. But it depends on which level of government. The Ontario Cannabis Store, as an example, is the official a wholesaler of cannabis to Ontario retailers. They take a loan, a markup of anywhere from 35 to 50% on every unit or joint sold in Ontario. So the Ontario Cannabis Store, even though I don't believe it's making money, is generating a lot of revenue for our province. Um, Health Canada, on a federal level, is now charging a 2.3% annual regulatory fee for every licensed producer. So they're getting their pound of flesh as well. As we move forward and the industry grows, the government's take is going to go up significantly, which is part of the problem. Okay. And there were a lot of questions as well surrounding the uh, quality of legalized uh, marijuana. Has that essentially uh, in the last uh, three years or over the last three years, has that been rectified? Has that gone away? Well, You know, quality is in the lungs of the smoker. According to a wide variety of different measures, the quality of Canadian-grown legal cannabis has gone up. And most of that improved quality has been driven by smaller craft producers in different parts of the country because they can produce high-quality, small-batch craft type of cannabis. And it's similar to, you know, a craft brewer or a small niche winery. Um, there are still complaints that the larger licensed producers are not producing high enough quality cannabis, but that depends on a lot of factors and personal taste. But in general, the uh, indicators are going in the right direction. All right, Mitchell, uh, what is your take on the future of legalization? What are uh, experts such as yourself uh, keeping your eye on over maybe the next year, two years? Uh, what will we be talking about on the fifth anniversary of the legalization, do you think? You know, that's an amazing question because, like, who really knows? Uh, This is a highly dynamic sector, but two things I'd be looking very carefully at, and I say this as a proud Ontarian, are, one, I want to see um, legal retail access in every municipality around Ontario. So every Ontarian can go and get secure and safe legal cannabis in a legal retail store. So Mississauga is one example, but there are many other municipalities that ban retail stores. That's number one. Number two is I want to see the legalization in Ontario of cannabis consumption lounges. So that could be like a, like a bar where, where a consumer with, with the proper age of majority will go in to an establishment and consume cannabis in a safe fashion and have a wide variety of different products to, to imbibe. That would be exciting to me. That may happen because the emergence of that is certainly consistent with generating additional tax revenues, helping the hospitality sector, and giving a much-needed boost to the local economies.
Okay, is that possible, do you think? I mean, we live in a day and age where, of course, smoking is prohibited inside uh, restaurants right now. Can you see uh, the possibility of consuming smoking marijuana in an indoor facility, realistically? Um, it'll be a top haul, but I do foresee it happening. Let's, let's remind ourselves one thing. Even though smoking is the predominant way of consuming cannabis, it's not the only way to do it. So in these consumption lounges, you can drink cannabis beverages, you can eat cannabis chocolate, gummies, and so on. You don't have to be able to smoke it. And there's a wide variety of new products that are being introduced, and the quality in those edible products are being improved all the time. And I do foresee a situation where, you, where you'll be able to drink your cannabis first and then maybe smoke it later. All right. Mitchell Osak uh, with us here this afternoon. Mitchell, appreciate the time as always and the perspective. Thanks so much. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Mitchell Osak, cannabis expert on the third anniversary today of the legalization of marijuana in this country. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.